Right, so today we have Noel Tock on the Surf Office Show, a partner at Human Made, a WordPress VIP agency, and he also happens to be one of the first ever Surf Office guests, back when I believe we just had an office in a garage, right? That's correct, it was, it was just a garage, uh, pretty amazing. Well, I mean, it's great to have you on the show, and obviously, you know, Surf Office has moved on quite a bit since then, uh, and I know you have yourself too. Uh, so why don't we start with you telling us a bit more about your role at Human Made and what Human Made itself does? Human Made is a uh, is a top tier WordPress agency. So we help large enterprise and big media uh, scale up their WordPress installs, which is quite a bit different than you know just your your regular uh, WordPress install. Um, within the company, and we're I think we're 50 now. We just hired our 50th employee. Um, I run product, um, so I'm the from a, towards the outside world. I'm the the chief product officer. Uh, but we're three partners, uh, so it's Tom, Joe, and I, and we, we're there to basically set the vision of the company, but then also uh, help enable everyone so that they're able to do their jobs successfully. Just for the benefit of our listeners, could we take a step back and you give us a quick crash course in what WordPress is? Um, WordPress is an open source project or piece of software which has its home on WordPress.org, which is also where you find all the free plugins which made it uh, successful in the first place. Um, on the other hand, you have WordPress.com, uh, and that's run by another popular remote company called Automatic, uh, and that's a website builder using WordPress. Now, those guys compete with Squarespace and Wix, but they have a department dedicated to the enterprise, which is called WordPress VIP. Uh, so examples of wes- websites hosted there are TechCrunch, USA Today, and then you know various News Corp properties. Um, but it's essentially the majority of it is a hosting platform. And as a service company, we, we're a company that they reach out to uh, and provide referrals to us um, for clients that are on their platform or are seeking to be on their platform, uh, which require custom development. So if you see WordPress VIP as um, you know, the host, we are one of 13 uh, service partners, which helps with the custom development. And could you just expand on the difference between WordPress.com and WordPress.org for me, please? Yeah, so WordPress.org is, is, is the project. Um, it's the open source project. It's, it's, it's where the community exists. It's where, where people upload free plugins and things like that. And WordPress.com, uh, it, it almost has a confusing name. Um, so imagine it being called, um, I don't know, something else, website builder, uh, .com or something like that. It, 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 it's a premium service. Um, there's a lot of the same people that, uh, work between those two properties. Um, so Matt Mullenweg, who, um, was one of the co-founders of WordPress, um, pretty much runs WordPress.org, I guess, to, to a large degree. Um, but then is also, um, in charge of, uh, automatic, which is behind WordPress.com. So there's a lot of overlap between the two. Um, I guess you could consider .org being the open source community and .com being the um, you know the, the, the for-profit corporation um, that you know builds websites for money. Um, but as soon as you you download WordPress um, yourself and install on your own server, that's just your own ins- uh, uh, installation of WordPress. And I think that's the, the big selling point behind WordPress, right? It's the idea of democratizing publishing and that you're not tied down to any specific platform. Um, so if we want to compare it to, let's say, Medium, which has had a lot of success, um, your content is, you know, d- depending on, on 
I, I haven't read through the, the full terms and conditions, but I believe that Medium has the right to do a fair amount with your content. Um, but if Medium goes away from one day to the next, you don't really have that content uh, hosted on that URL anymore, and it's, it's just kind of gone. Um, so WordPress is really there to help you own your content, but then also be, give you a lot of control in terms of how you want to customize it, display it, um, and so on, which is why um, it, it works well if um, you know someone wants to create a, a small recipe website um, or if they want to get a bit larger and have uh, an entire e-commerce platform on it or you know think even larger than that and um, have an entire enterprise solution built on top of it. So would it be right to say that we're seeing more and more companies adopt open source platforms? I'd say the, 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 the difference is surely a, a lot of the, the, the user experience has come forward and has been put into the hands of people who actually own the content. Um, so I, I, I guess in one way or another, websites have become, become very commoditized um, and are just kind of a standard product. They're not really that special anymore. Um, the the idea of platforms being built on top of website software is probably a lot more interesting today. Um, so something like WooCommerce, which sits on top of WordPress, but then you know sells a, a vast array of different plugins and tools, um, has become where a lot of the the game has kind of gone. Uh, these sort of marketplace concepts. Um, but for the majority of people who have a small business, by by all means, like they. They're able to, to set up um, their own websites um, and they're still interacting with developers. But uh, I, I guess the difference is that these developers are now trying to create more standalone tools and plugins that they sell at scale as opposed to doing uh, more custom development. That doesn't, that doesn't mean to say that there's, there isn't custom design and development anymore. That's still the big part of the game. But if there was any such, sort of such shift um, I guess it's that developers are increasingly looking to to find scalable uh, products and side projects to, to to work on for that you know that grand idea of passive income. Um, and on the other side, small business owners are looking to be able to control more and more of their website. It's great that business owners are being given that control to determine their own route a lot more. Uh, what would you say is the core ethos at Human Made? Core ethos. Wow. Um, that's a tough one. I've, I've, I've never been asked that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the big questions. No, it's, it's, it's a good question, but I'd, I'd say that in, in general, we've, we, we haven't been set on one single vision um, per se, but rather have experimented uh, a lot over the years. Um, we do a lot of large scale um, enterprise work, you know, and that's, that's what our marketing shows. Um, but we also contribute a lot to, to WordPress and open source as a whole, um, be it through, you know, actual, you know, commits to, to WordPress core um, or volunteering our time towards like WordPress events. Um, we also experiment with different products. So we, we have a premium WordPress plugin. We experiment with Happy Tables, which is a website builder for restaurants and, and SaaS. Um, we have Nomad Base. Um, we're doing events. Um, so I guess the, one of the, I guess, driving sort of elements that has made human made what it is today has just been experimenting in, in a lot of different areas. Um, obviously with a big tie in towards, um, the themes that are important to us, which are open source, uh, and remote working. Sure. Yeah. I think that was going to be my next question is 
that you're obviously involved in in quite a few different projects um, like Nomad Base and Out of Office. Uh, and I was wondering if you could sort of go into a bit more detail about them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Nomad Base was this uh, this idea I had. It actually started at Surf Office. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, it was yeah. It was four in the morning, and I was I don't know. I had this crazy idea of what if you could go on if you could give in a location on a map and then it would show you like the, the nearest but best gym, the nearest but best groceries, uh, co-working spaces and all the kind of things you need in whatever new city. Um, and that that would be rolling off check-in data from other nomadic people so that it was a bit more relevant. Um, but a year later, we still hadn't really built anything. And <laughs> a year after that, um, I th- DNX um, came around in Berlin. Um, that's where we met Daphne too, uh, who works with us now. She she does a lot of the uh, PMing on Nomad Base. Um, so at this point, we've we've transitioned the whole thing into basically a, a Nomad uh, discovery tool, whereby uh, if 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 we're both in the same place, um, where, where are you now, by the way? Uh, I'm currently in Bangkok. Right. So, so if you're in Bangkok and I'm in Bangkok, then all of a sudden, you know, you see a notification. Hey, Noel has just arrived, maybe from wherever. Um, and the idea being that it connects nomads are in the same place at the same time. Um, so not necessarily, or, or rather trying to avoid the entire question of who's in Bangkok right now. And, you know, asking on Facebook, asking on Twitter, uh, asking on, you know, hashtag nobads, uh, a- asking wherever, but rather uh, being able to just launch the app and see, okay, there's like seven other nomads that are in town right now, uh, and I can chat with them now directly. Uh, so it's really a, a hyper-local chat made for nomads. That's cool, because I, I guess you, you can probably agree with this, that being a nomad and a remote worker can sometimes be quite lonely, and you've got to be proactive with getting out there and, and meeting people, right? And I guess tools like that can really, really help with that. That's the idea. Like the, 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 the core interaction that we want to be able to get to is that nomads that are either strangers, acquaintances, um, whatever, are able to discover that, hey, we're in the same place, let's do something, and that they actually end up doing something. Um, so we, we've already had, you know, quite a bit of success um, down in in Bali. Uh, we've been playing around in Kolanta. Uh, are you going to Kolanta at all? I've never been, and it's one of the big regrets of mine. I'm going to try and make it down there this trip. <laughs> I've heard it's lovely. You should. It, it's a it's a it's a one hour flight. Uh, so <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> uh, James James is a lovely guy down there, and he he really runs a great co working spot. Um, but we've, we've, uh, run it down there too. Uh, so we're going to try and open more and more cities up now so that, um, obviously, um, more people have access to it, but it's, it's only open in four locations. So we're definitely still in, in a beta phase of trying to figure out how do people use this thing? Um, what are their experiences with it? Are they actually meeting in real life? Uh, and so on and so forth. Sure. Yeah. And I think, I think it's a really good idea. I mean, uh, you know, speaking to a lot of my friends, they, they want to work remote, but they they talk about maybe not wanting to travel so much uh, and how they would miss that office lifestyle. And so I think that the big problem for them is, you know, how would they meet people? And I guess it's it's a great tool just to be able to know who's in the same situation around you. And then you never know what will come for it. Um, I, I found one client 
just uh, from a cafe in India having used the hashtag nomad um, chat. So it really is amazing the opportunities that, that come about from just meeting people, like-minded people in the same city as you, wherever you are in the world. Yeah, it, it definitely is that. Um, and, and, and you said two things now, which are quite interesting. One's like-minded and the other one was uh, in the same situation. And, and I feel like nomad base is, is probably towards people who are in the same situation in, in the sense that um, they're not tourists. Um, you know, they're not just visiting for a couple of weeks and trying to do tourist attraction things all day long. Um, but they're also not locals. Uh, so they don't live there. They're, they're kind of caught in this, this gray area of I'm actually working. I'm just here. I happen to be physically here. Um, and being able to bring people together like that is, I think, very important, which is also why um, Nomad Base is inclusive. Um, we, we know we don't have things like what's your origin country? How old are you? What's your which gender do you identify with? Whatever. We don't ask any of those questions. So really trying to leave it completely open um, just so that the only uh, common denominator are that people are nomadic or remote workers. Yeah, and I think really that that's all that matters, isn't it? Um, it, it doesn't matter, you know, what age you are or what sex you are. It's, you know, if, if you've chosen to become a nomad, then it's because, uh, you know, you're after some control over your own life and, and some freedom, I guess. And that's the kind of connection you want to make with people. Um, and I think speaking to a lot of my friends, you know, it's, it's not about always about the traveling for them. Um, I think some people associate being a nomad with having to live in a different city, but sometimes they want to have that freedom, but still live in the same city they were born. But then again, how do you make those connections? So I think that's why something like nomad base is a, is a great tool, you know, by all means. So, I mean, where, where does your biggest passion lie then at the moment in the projects you're doing? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's a, that's a big question. Um, I'd probably say I have a couple threads rather than, you know, one big thing. Um, I, I do like to bounce between, uh, different places. Uh, the biggest, I, I guess just by time is, 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 is growing human made, um, as, as a whole. Um, you know, like I said, we're, we're almost, or we've, we've surpassed our 50th employee, um, we, I think we made eight hires in the last month. Um, so quite, a, quite a lot of people, uh, one of which happens to be the co-founder of WordPress. Um, you know, so very humbled by that. And it's, it's great to be able to have that kind of, you know, experience on board. Um, but remote working as a whole is, is very challenging, you know, especially within a, a global company like this. So if you create a, a distributed company with the goal of saving money, uh, I think it's a short-sighted decision. I mean, Slack doesn't power down between certain hours and say, all right, everyone, it's time to go home. And, you know, working hours become blurred between time zones. Uh, chatting via text as opposed to face-to-face -to -face makes people very uncertain about the meaning behind what is said. So I think what, what I'm saying is that remote working left unchecked uh, can, can heighten the feeling of anxiety or the imposter syndrome that people go through. And at HumanMade, we're quite a flat organization, so people are comfortable about addressing these issues uh, publicly or privately and trying to find solutions. Um, so for me, growing HumanMade and, and being cognizant of these, these challenges, these sort of uh, growth challenges, uh, it, it's probably something that's really top of mind. Um, 
in that regard. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I know that obviously once you switch to remote work and, and working with, with a distributed company, the whole work ethic just shifts. Like, like you say, you know, it's, it's, it's communicating via Slack. And, um, you know, I think I was working with surf office for about six months before I'd even met any of the team. Oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, I, it's I, actually one client, uh, I've been working with for a year and a half now and I've still never met him. Um, and it is a completely different world. And I think you do have to be very, very honest with the the team about what's not working, what is working, um, especially when you're in different time zones. You know, I think I'm about eight hours ahead of the team of Surf Office now. Um, so it is challenging and you are more accountable. Oh, completely. Uh, I mean, if anything, remote working is, is, is a privilege, um, not only for the employee, but also for the employer. Uh, and, and that's something that both sides need to, need to work on and contribute to. Um, and it's, it's, it's not like, oh, we're a remote company and we're, we're now like 100 people, so we've made it. It's, it's something that's like we're 100 people, so the, the challenges we face are exponentially larger. Um, and it just means we need to spend more time making sure everyone you know, feels like this is home, um, that, they're like, that they really want to be able to have a, a great experience in that regard. Yeah, I think like the the main aim of this podcast is to show people that distributed companies do work. And I think companies that aren't distributed don't really understand it. They think that once you're distributed, you lose all culture and all productivity. Um, but I'm sure as, as you've seen and what I know as well is is that it's, it's totally possible to have a company culture uh, while working remotely it's just a different culture but it 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 does still exist and then for me working remotely my productivity has has gone up compared to when i was in an office i don't know if you feel the same yeah i i i definitely feel the same in in terms of productivity um i'd I'd say i'm quite introverted um people usually don't realize that but um for me to do my best work i i I like sitting in in a room by myself and uh, knocking out <laughs> like you know four five six hours whatever it is um, before I power out but the interesting thing is you've just arrived in Thailand now um, and it's 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 an amazing opportunity because as you said you're eight hours ahead um, which means that as soon as you wake up in the morning there's no one there to bother you um, and I, I, I use the word bother loosely but um, you know what I mean it's, it's that you, you can focus on your stuff and really only have to worry about getting into this sort of reactive um, mode of communication later on in the day. So you can have a good six hours to yourself and then later on in the day, uh, open yourself up to the whole Slack convos and things like that and let go a bit. So if anything, um, you're able to structure your day a bit better. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, personally, I really enjoy it because like you say, I, I get up in the morning and I can work undistracted. Um, I think I'm the same as you and I prefer working from hotel room I haven't been to many co-working spaces and it's not always my thing um and then yeah when everyone comes online later that's when I can join in and it it means that the company as a whole like you say it never just shuts off it's almost like it's running 24 hours because someone is always up doing something and I I think it's quite a nice feeling to know that uh the company's constantly in motion you know oh completely um, I, I think it's it, it, it's been challenging for me being down here in uh, Australia because uh, you know in 2017 I said I'm gonna slow down. My health is important to me. Um, 
because uh, I've, I've accumulated a few injuries over the years. So um, just having like the, the cheapest office chair or, you know, Airbnb mattresses are not always conducive to uh, my well-being. But um, I've, I've been here now for, I don't know, six, seven weeks. And it's, it, it's, it's almost a bit of like a different culture in the company, you know, to, because before I was on a different time zone with different people. And now I'm on a, on a completely different time zone that has other people. Um, so <laughs> in a way, you, you miss one group but then are happy to be able to discover, hang out, and, you know, just interact with another group uh, on, on a very casual level. Uh, because I think if, 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 you're, if I'm in a previous time zone in the European one, um, there, there's, a, there's a small window um, in which you communicate with, like, Australia. So usually it's just work stuff, whereas if you spend a whole day in this time zone, it becomes more casual and it's a different kind of relationship again. Um, I, you know, I don't know where it's where it's going and where it's heading. Um, <laughs> these these uh, twenty four hour companies, but it's uh, it's definitely interesting. So, how have you found it in Australia? Because obviously, that time zone can be quite a dramatic increase from Europe, and then obviously the Americas. Uh, has that been hard to manage? Uh, yeah. So for for me, it is uh, hard to manage because I have. Um, the, the, the small product team that I have within Human Made, uh, everyone else in that is currently in Japan, Italy, and Toronto, uh, which one of us, <laughs> if, if you take one of one of these time zones out of the equation, it makes it all okay. Um, but if because we're all spread across the entire globe in that regard, um, it, it's actually that there's there's no humane time zone <laughs> uh, for for calls, um, so it, it, it's challenging in that regard. But what what I what I do appreciate about you know everybody I work with is that they also understand that um, okay this is a challenge that we can work on together. So you know people are not hardliners about like all right I'm I'm getting up at uh, I'll be in the office at nine and I'm clocking off at five and that's that's it. Uh, you have to schedule my meetings within that time. People are, are are flexible because they understand there's there's a bit of a, I guess, a responsibility that comes with the freedom. Um, so certainly not forcing anyone to say, hey, you know, try to be on for this nine o'clock in the evening call. Um, but you know, they're they're a lot more proactive uh, in, in terms of, or a lot more receptive to the idea. Um, because they understand that this is just a challenge that we face being uh, this kind of company. Sure. Yeah, I think what you said there is is both both a positive and a negative in that you know you do have a lot more freedom, don't you? It's it's great. You know, you pick your own working hours and you pick where you want to work from. But uh, in the same breath, I, I I personally have found it a lot harder to switch off now. I feel like I am always checking my work emails um, Monday through to Sunday. And I'm not sure if you've had that problem too, but a lot of people I've spoken to do say that, that the freedom means that they feel like they can never switch off, which is one good thing about a nine to five is that Saturday and Sunday is your off days, you know? So I think trying to find that balance is so crucial, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, the balance is, is, is big. I mean, I find, I, I think about this a lot, um, the, the things you just said, um, and it's it, it's hard to to judge um, I guess accurately uh, simply because I really really enjoy doing what I do 
Um, so I'm going to spend a lot of time doing it no matter what. Um, but then on the flip, uh, flip side, I used to work in banking. Um, so up until like 2010 or whatever, I was, I was still in banking. And there was, there was one door uh, at the bottom of the building to get into. That was key card access. Then there was two armored doors um, to get through. And then I'd get to my computer. I had to put a card in for my computer. I'd put in, a, I don't know how many passwords before I got to my email. Um, but the, the productivity was amazing, right? Because you're blocked from internet. Um, you're in this bunker, basically. And you can just completely knock out your work. But as soon as you're, you're gone, you, 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 can, you legally can't take any of your work with you at home. Um, so, I mean, you, you, I guess you don't take physical, you don't take real work with you. You take um, the, the, the stress of having to compete in, in that kind of envir- environment with maybe. Um, <laughs> but um, it's, it, it, it's that great disconnect. And as you say now, you know, like so many of these lines are, are being blurred. Um, so you might have clients that are, you know, on Facebook, you might have uh, friends that are on Slack. Um, Twitter is a mix of personal and professional. Um, so that there, there's these, all these lines are being blurred. Um, and I, I, my personal opinion is that it really comes down to you um, as, as an individual to then filter those things out and decide on a way uh, in, or decide on how you work. What is your model for working? Do you get up and say, I'm, gonna, I'm first going to check my email at, you know, at lunchtime and before that I'm going to go through these tasks and not open up any of these social you know, applications or am I just going to leave um, my Wi-Fi completely turned off? You know, or am I going to be in airplane mode or something else to just force myself into a productive um, flow, I guess? Yeah, I think something you sort of uh, touched on just there and before with with the stress is is the health side of things as well, um, which, you know, people don't always think about. They, they think about the freedom of remote work. Um, but but like we said, it's, it, it is easy to kind of see your health decline, isn't it, when you're moving a lot and you, you don't have the right balance and you're never switching off. Um, and that's, that's part of the balance you have to factor in as well is, is your physical health and your mental health. Well, now we just have a bunch of mindfulness books that are here to alleviate everything, so everything's okay. <laughs> yeah, I think there's been a, a massively increased shift on onto mental health in recent years. Um both, you know, from remote workers and workers in offices, uh, which which I think is crucial. Um, I guess just when you're a remote worker, it's something you have to really think about yourself um, because that that constant moving around and that constant flow is is great, but it does have its downsides too. Yes, by by all means, um, and I, I I think for the, for the world as a whole, um, it, it, it's taken quite a long time. Um, if, if you look back towards, uh, I think it's PTSD uh, from the military. I think that's also a relatively new concept. That's just from you know that um, has come about in the last half century even. Um, so there's there's a lot of progress being made um, with regards to to mental health. I think my larger challenge is is, is still that um, there's elements of it that are kind of unspoken. Um, so it, it's not, people are worried that something uh, like anxiety, it, it's, it's not necessarily fully a physical issue, but it's also not fully a mental one. What is it exactly? Where does the responsibility fall? 
Um, so people may not still today have the best resources they need to be able to tackle those issues, especially if they're on the road and they're working remotely, they're feeling lonely, um, imposter syndrome kicks in. Um, it, it's challenging for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you you obviously live quite a hardcore digital nomad lifestyle. So how do you find that? Uh, <laughs> hardcore. I'm, I'm a certified digital nomad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I, um, I, so I've, I, I've been on the road for four years now or so. Um, and I've, I've always come to the end of each year being like, I need to travel less. I'm tired. Um, blah, blah, blah. But then when I look through the entire year again, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. And I wouldn't want to give up any one of the experiences. Um, but, you know, relating back to the sort of concept of loneliness and stuff, um, maybe I'm in a different situation uh, because I'm part, I already had a community going into this. Um, so, uh, you know, the WordPress community is, is a big part of who I am. And, and I have, you know, I, I owe a lot to WordPress as a whole. Um, and I've, you know, made incredible friendships through it and, you know, the entire business is built on top of it. So wherever I, I go, there's usually uh, WordPress people. Um, so even when I've been to Japan now a few times, you know, it's been just uh, the most amazing community out there. And they, you know, make you feel at home. And that's everywhere you go. So that 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 ability to, to find like-minded people quite quickly uh, definitely help with that. Now, if you have loneliness for, for different reasons, like um, I need to have a partner in life or I need to find romance or I need to tick this certain box uh, so that I feel complete as a human being, then, then I think that's a different sort of challenge than, you know, just uh, seeking out human contact. Mm-hmm. So can you see yourself settling down anytime soon in, in one location or do you think you're just going to keep moving along the road for the foreseeable future? No, I think I'll, I'll I'll probably stick around Australia um, for a while now. Um, I'll I'll see if there's there's an ability to probably get a temporary visa or something like that here, uh, and that's mostly because of my back. Um, I have quite a lot of back pains, uh, so I've 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 two herniated discs, uh, which caused me a bit of trouble. So I'd just like to be able to sort those things out while still being able to do um, my work effectively. Um, Last year, I took 74 flights, I think. Um, <laughs> not not great for my back. Good for your air miles, though. It's, it's, it's not even that great anymore, <laughs> uh, depending on the airline. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's been challenging to, to travel around that much. And I, I wouldn't mind just kind of resting in one place for a little while. Um, and just kind of figuring it out. So I think Australia will probably be that uh, just because uh, the weather is amazing here and there's a lot of great people. We have an office here. Um, so it's just a nice place to hang out for a while. But no, I guess what I'm trying to say is that whilst I'll probably like to hang out here for quite a while, it, it doesn't imply in my mind that I'm settling down in any way shape or form i guess i could still pick up from one day to the next sure i mean because just one quick look at your profile and, and i can see you you know you are in 
so many different parts of the world at, at any one given time for for speeches and and word camp and things like that so i guess it's hard for you to kind of just sit in one location for a bit right it it used to be um because i i, I really loved the opportunity of just i don't know hanging out with new people meeting a new community and things like that uh, but like i said like this year I'm, I'm really trying to focus on on my own health um so being able to I don't know, just slow down for a year, I guess, <laughs> um, is, is, is quite important to me. Um, also, the idea, I, I, I'm not even sure if I've spoken this year yet. No, I, I'm sure I have, but um, my, I'm, I'm trying to speak less, too. Um, it, it takes a lot of time to prep, um, to, to get a, a talk going, um, and it's, if, if you're judging yourself by... I mean, assuming all your work, all the work you do are all of a sudden a, a set of metrics, um, I guess something like, you know, doing, I don't know, media pieces or, 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 or doing talks at conferences become a sort of vanity metric uh, in that regard. Um, they're, they're a bit of fluff. And I'd really like to be able to sort of double down on, you know, certain parts of work and be able to really throw myself at those things without having to spend an insane amount of more hours. Um, so how to grow human made and things like that is not something I can just do in between a lot of other things. Um, it's going to, you know, take, I guess my undivided attention this year to, um, be able to push further in the right direction. Sure. I guess, you know, if, if you want to provide real value, you have to, like you say, double down on that area. You can't be jetting around the world every so often to give a speech yeah and, and that's the, the i guess that's the concept of deep work that has been popularized now um the idea of you know finding flow um being able to really um push yourself in in, in certain areas and and having you know a 50 person company with my you know two friends is this is new for all of us um and it's also you know new for all the employees that are a part of it um, so we're all building this together and it's, it's just very important that it, 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 although it does grow organically and, 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 and right sort of with the right motives, um, and we don't want to impose anything artificially in that regard, it still needs to, the, the right sort of actions and knowledge, and knowledge, uh, along the road or along the way, uh, to bring it there. Um, hard to describe, but I need to, th- I, I basically need to throw myself at it <laughs> and I need time for that. Yeah, sure. Uh, so do you guys at Human Made get to meet face-to-face often? Yes. So we're because we're, we're 50-plus people now, um, the annual retreat we do is, is probably just not enough anymore. Um, so we've been doing annual retreats for a while now. Um, we've, we've done them in Fuerteventura. We've done them in the north of Norway, um, in... Um, north of England, uh, in Spain, another part of Spain. Um, those are all amazing. Uh, and it's, it's always so invaluable to be able to get everyone together because we, we just have such a great time. Um, but then we also, we've also started doing uh, team meetups now. Uh, so on top of the annual like grand retreat or grand meetup where everybody goes, uh, we have team meetups now. So Two weeks ago, we, we had the, the projects, uh, project managers all meet up in London. So, um, you know, someone flew from down here, someone else flew from Singapore. 
um, pe- someone from the U.S. Uh, people are flying in from wherever they need to fly in uh, for these meetups. Yeah, I think I, obviously, as we've said, the the whole remote culture shifted now, and everyone talks over Slack or Messenger. But there's some things that need to be done face to face, right? And and those those short meetups where you can have heavy brainstorming sessions and strategy sessions really really kind of give you a set focus for the the coming months or the year ahead i i, I think yes in a way um it's these meetups for us are primarily about just seeing each other um so there's a lot of unstructured time um well it's it's structured and unstructured <laughs> it's a we, we we structure in unstructured time put it that way um, so we, we try to give people all, all the, the resources so that they can do stuff together. Um, so we'll organize a, you know, like a, a field trip day. Maybe some people want to go walk up a mountain, someone else, some other group wants to go to the spa. So we try to provide options in that regard, uh, but still a chance for everyone to hang out. Um, we always, uh, we, we try to bring a cook along, um, or hire one locally. So all the food's taken care of. Um, but in terms of structured time itself, where we discuss work-related stuff, that's certainly going to be less than half of the time, uh, simply because that's just not the, the most important thing. Um, most important thing is really just seeing everyone else. Um, and in like like in your case now, um, if you know it, it took six months for you for you to to, to finally head over to surf office and, and meet the crew. I'm assuming the first thing you did wasn't talk about strategy for the next few hours. It was you're just happy to see them and hang out. Yeah, I think that's that's obviously the most crucial thing. Whenever you meet up, is is finally putting faces to the names and and then you know if you don't see each other again for a year, still your relationship has changed from that one meetup, and it it kind of allows you to work closer together, right? Oh, by all means, like it it's, it, it it gives you a, a much better lens through which you understand people's written comments. Um, you know, some people might have a, a, a very deadpan sense, uh, sense of humor, a dark kind of humor, and these things don't always translate very well on, on Slack, uh, regardless of how many emojis you use. Um, so <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's important for people to be able to get that baseline feeling, I guess, from meeting someone face-to-face. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, that's everything uh, I wanted to ask you, Noel, and it's, it's been great having you on the show, and you've obviously given us some deep insights into the way you work and the way human-made works. Um, I wasn't sure if there's anything else you wanted to add. Oh, nothing from my side. Uh, that, that's plenty of stuff. Um, asking me about the, the, the grand ethos of, of human-made topped it off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's like blowing your mind. <laughs> yeah, i got to think about that one some more. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was great having you on the show, and I'm sure we'll see you at Surf Office again sometime soon. Oh, no worries. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks again.